Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week, we're checking out the revival of the British science fiction series, Doctor Who. So stay tuned to the end to find out if BJ is the next doctor or doctor's assistant. I think I would do a good job in either role. We've talked about this. I don't think you would. I would step up if I had that position. If I was a Time Lord, if I had been recruited as a companion, I would fulfill the duty. You would not go to faraway places and times, put yourself in danger, be of the last of your people, the Time Lords, potentially the last, to fight random powerful aliens and stand up for the underdog. I would not apply for the job, but if I was given the job, I would do it to the best of my ability. To the best of your ability. I will try hard, 100% effort. I can't promise I can save everyone. You wouldn't. Wow, you're already saying I would fail. BJ, what if someone is like, I'm at the top of Machu Picchu. I need you here ASAP. There are fire-breathing dragon aliens. And I'd say my friend Me Too is on her way. (sighs) I knew that was coming. Let me drop her off. This is her area of Let me drop her off. (laughs) (laughs) Call me when you need me to pick you up, Me Too. I'm going to go travel into the future where you can't reach me. BRB. Call me if you need me. I'm going to travel to a time you can't reach out to me. BRB. Okay, Beach. So this week we watched Rose in the reprisal of Doctor Who. Before you get into the show, I just want to add that we are finally getting into the list of episodes that y'all have sent us to review. And so this is from one of our lovely Instagram followers. So thank you for the suggestion. We are excited to nerd out. So this is an important episode because this is a long running series, but it ended up having a 16 year gap. And so this is when the show came back in 2005. And I actually am not that familiar with Doctor Who, even though I am a fan of science fiction shows. This is one that I just never got invested in besides a few clips on YouTube. I'm actually surprised to hear that you have seen a fair amount of episodes. I'm not sure how to take that. But anyway, the concept of the show is that you have a character known as the Doctor, and he is an alien or a creature known as a Time Lord. He's able to travel through time and space using his machine called the TARDIS, which in this case looks like a phone booth from the 1950s. And he's also joined by a companion. And in this first episode, we meet his companion, Rose. She's a young girl who lost her job due to some aliens blowing up her place of work and <laughs> that's like my dog ate my homework on steroids yeah it doesn't phase her too much her mom's concerned but rose is fine she's actually chased by living plastic which takes the form of mannequins that also doesn't really phase her too much just for a moment and we slowly see rose and the doctor come together in order to stop the living plastic from invading earth and ultimately the doctor asks her do you want to be my companion? Do you want to explore time and space? Do you want to put your life at risk to help the underdog, to help stop invasions, save other aliens, all of these adventures? And in the end, she leaves behind her mother and boyfriend to join the doctor. That sets up Doctor Who. So you were a bit surprised by how much the pilot centered on Rose's story. Mm -hmm. What was your reaction overall to it? 
I thought it was a good introduction to the concepts and the mythology. And like I was saying when we were watching, I was really surprised that this episode was from the perspective of Rose rather than the doctor. I get that we are meeting her, but I thought we would still meet her from the doctor's perspective. But really, as the audience, we are as naive and uninformed as Rose is in the beginning, and we learn as she learned. So I actually liked that directive and writing choice that we get brought into this world at the same time she does. And so I'm assuming throughout this season, we'll learn more about the world and life of Doctor Who at the same pace that Rose does, which is probably a good way of bringing people into a science fiction series. And not just because it has its own rules and vocabulary, vocabulary and mythology, but also because this particular series has such a rich and long history that there could be a lot to catch up on. And I think this does a good job of bringing in new people so they don't feel overwhelmed. Yes, she's kind of like the Donna to the doctors, Josh on West Wing, where Donna asks simple questions about how the government works. And then Josh explains it to her. But really, he's explaining it to the viewer. Because in what universe would the assistant to the deputy chief of staff to the president of the United States not know how taxes work and refunds work. But I like that the pilot is from her perspective in this first episode. Like you said, Beach, it's just a good way to introduce us to the whole concept because it's getting us to buy into the doctor as well. Mm -hmm. I think they were trying to bring us on the journey with her of trusting the doctor as this good alien person versus a scary one with all of these different contraptions and tools. I also like that they build up her boyfriend Mickey in later episodes. In this first pilot episode, I forgot just how useless and scared he is. Even the actor was a little concerned with playing such a dope and he said he also appreciated just becoming a more logical and smart human being later on. So she doesn't leave behind her mother and boyfriend forever? No. So I don't want to spoil any of the show for people who haven't seen it before, but she does go back and visit her mom and Mickey to check in. And Mickey does end up joining her for some adventures. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Which also brings up another question I have. And don't really get into spoilers, but maybe comment on it. Are they setting up a potential romance between Rose and the doctor? It's complicated. I think the doctor and their assistants often have some kind of chemistry because it takes a very specific personality to be willing to leave their life behind. You have to be so devoted to the doctor and so trusting of this thing that is literally and figuratively alien to you that you have to be in love with them a little bit or enamored with them a little bit. So they kind of tease it. But ultimately, I don't think this is a spoiler for anyone thinking critically about the show. It doesn't quite work out because as we all know, or I don't know if we all know this, but the doctor regenerates every few seasons. So a different person appears. For example, Chris Eccleston played the ninth doctor for just one season. And afterward, the 10th doctor was David Tennant from Harry Potter as well. And now the doctor is a woman for the first time. I think she's the 13th doctor. So there's chemistry there. But it can't develop because Time Lords always exist and kind of never exist because they just assume these bodies in order to do the work that they need to do. Mm -hmm. So you can't have a true connection. There's actually a devastating episode in, I believe, the season after this one with the 10th Doctor where he always misses this one woman who he's in love with. And I think she's 
from the Victorian era, maybe, and they always miss each other in time. It's just so devastating that they keep missing each other. And I think he truly loved her. And I think she loved him. Wow, you've really dived into this show and the mythology behind it. I am genuinely surprised. Honestly, I'm a little bit disrespected. You should be. I had low expectations for you and science fiction in general. Like with Firefly, you are surprising me. Yes, sometimes things click and I am capable of liking science fiction. The reason I started watching the show is because your friend, who is also my partner... Whoa, coincidence. He loves Doctor Who and... I started watching because he would have it on the TV and, and I ended up really liking it. I loved Chris Eccleston's performance and I'm sorry that he only did one season, but there were some conflicting rumors. One thing leaked that said that he didn't want to be typecast, but then the BBC said that wasn't true. And then it was leaked that the BBC was supposed to never have any sort of release because apparently he initially signed on to do just one season. And then he also apparently has mixed reviews of his experience on Doctor Who. So he said the working conditions were terrible. He was tired often. He doesn't know how the cast and crew does it. So he was proud of how popular the creation was and how they all did in the show. Mm -hmm. But apparently the conditions to him were abhorrent. I will say that doesn't shock me. This looks like a type of show where they really churn out a bunch of these episodes in a short period of time. Talk about it. They have the length of a free Adobe trial period to put out a show because that's what they put the effects in. Put out a season. <laughs> exactly. For this season, it's a crew member every year has to be the one to put their credit card number in. It's like Russian roulette and they hope they don't go over the 30-day trial <laughs> because they need After Effects and they need Adobe Spark because they're not creating their own graphics. They're just building very simple things and then they're animating them. So let's go a little bit more into the special effects. That's something I actually knew about Doctor Who before watching it where it is well known for having a low budget when it comes to the alien costumes, when it comes to things like explosions. What are your thoughts on that as someone who has watched it and seemed to enjoy the story and not have found the special effects to be off-putting? I did actually find them off-putting in the beginning, but I think it adds to the charm of the show. As I understand it, some of the aliens that they bring up in these later seasons look exactly the same or just like slightly evolved versions of the aliens that they had decades ago when they initially put on this show. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a little bit of lore and history there, which is why they keep some of the things looking as low budget as they are. The other things, I was just genuinely surprised. Even in later seasons that I've watched, I know that 2005 was a very different time visually, but I think the content we took in was better than that. The quality of the effects we took in was better than that from other shows and movies. Yes, the technology was available for better special effects, but it could be like you're saying where they are going for a style. Now that I'm thinking about it more, it would be rather jarring if one day they got the Marvel Studios special effects team to work on an episode of Doctor Who. You're right. My favorite bad good animation or character on that show are the the Daleks. They're a race of mutants in Doctor Who that are basically bent on 
dominating the world Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to not have any emotions but hate although in some episodes they've shown different emotions like fear and they say exterminate in the funniest way but they look like trash cans on wheels did we see one in this episode or was that different no that was an actual trash can on wheels (laughs) they're kind of shaped like a cake So stacked metal cylinders closer and closer together to the top. And then they have little metal tubes jutting out from them. Mm -hmm. But I've looked at pictures of Daleks as they were represented much earlier in the show. And they're, like you said, just a slightly souped up version of the old thing. And there is such a cult following to this show that you're right. It might be jarring for them to all of a sudden see some sleek alien that is actually scary versus Daleks that... In my mind, I feel like I could just push them over and then they would be (laughs) rendered totally useless. I'm going to send you a picture of them later and maybe we can include a link to the Dalek Wikipedia page for our listeners because this is not a visual medium, so it's difficult for me to convey what they look like. One of the things you noticed this before I did was the photoshopping of the doctor's face on old photos. But this goes into something I think is interesting in that people in the world of Doctor Who regular Earth people, some of them are aware that Doctor Who is jumping through time, messing with events, saving people, right? Yes. So there have been Doctor Who sightings, which is why that one guy had been tracking Doctor Who. But for the most part, he operates under the radar. It's just difficult for him to completely do so because you have those events that happen where alien mannequins take over a whole town. Doctor Who has also presented himself to leaders to avoid crises. Oh, okay. And I think there's a bit of a, we won't talk about this as long as this alien saves the day. Because I've seen episodes where he's worked with the military. I've seen episodes where he's worked with almost like a um, tribunal of world leaders representing different countries. BJ, traveling through space has me tired. We need to sit back and pay our bills. Well, this episode is brought to you by Audible, where you can find many a Doctor Who adventure like Doctor Who, The Nest Cottage Chronicles, or Doctor Who, The Stone Rose. Just go to audibletrial.com slash the pilot pod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their fab selection of audio programs, alien-related or not, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash the pilot pod. Happy listening. And now back to our show. I don't know how I feel about Rose yet. I just wish she would react more to these supernatural, extraterrestrial, strange situations. She accepts things too quickly. And the one thing that I I remember her really questioning was when she walked in the TARDIS and was a little thrown off by the inside being bigger than the outside. At the end of the day, that'd be the last thing that would shock me. When we reviewed Aquaman, I had similar thoughts where if you're a being that can swim through water and hold your breath for several minutes and dive in a way that missiles dive underwater, then perhaps you should also believe in mermaids. I don't know why Ving Rhames has to work so hard to convince you they exist. Similarly, if a man Anakin starts walking toward me on its own accord and trying to attack me. And then later, a singular mannequin hand tries to choke me or mush my face. Then yeah, I think the lowest thing on that list to shock me is when I walk into a room and it's huge on the inside. At this point, it's like, of course, I should have expected that really after everything I've seen. You just walk in, you go, oh, okay, of course. Also, I don't want to harp too much on the special effects because we're just supposed to accept that your stack of trash cans is an alien. 
Mickey's ashen face. Okay, so listeners, in this episode, it's all about this alien species called living plastic, and they take over plastic mannequins. They also replicate or copy Rose's boyfriend, Mickey, and the replicate version of him. One, it looked like he was wearing a lot of makeup that didn't make him look like him, and it looked like someone was trying to look like a black person. It looked like blackface. I was trying not to say that, but yes. And also, Rose didn't notice, even when he was talking funny, even when he looked different. His face glitched several times. He kept repeating the same sentences. He was clearly prying her for information on the doctor, whereas he was absolutely uninterested before. In fact, not just uninterested, but scared. And I have never seen someone with his deep skin tone look ashen. It was just a strange coloration on his face, which also, of course, looked plasticky because he was a man again. So she does not love him or care about him. I went to a workout class today. If the girl next to me who had left to go to the bathroom and come back, come back and her face looked ashen Mm -hmm. and she all of a sudden had a plasticky texture and fake hair, I would calmly leave the room Yeah, and maybe try to tap people on my way out like, ooh, look over there. Something might be happening. That's you being more aware of your surroundings and being more cautious. I don't get that from Rose. Do you like Rose? as the companion? I do. I think she makes sense for the role. She's a little bit uncaring about her family and her loved ones, but I think that's what makes her a good companion because you have to be able to disassociate a little bit. So for example, her mom was in a bit of danger and then wasn't anymore. And when she called her mom to see if she was okay, her mom answered and she heard her mom's voice. And I guess that was all the confirmation she needed that her mom was fine. Mm -hmm. And she hung up on her while her mom was mid-sentence, which is wild to me because hearing her voice would only confirm that she can speak if it's her. Also, based on the day you've had, can you trust just a voice through the phone? Right. So if it's her, because her mom did immediately launch into a little bit of a signature rant, and so maybe the personality indicated it was her mom, though I doubt she was listening to confirm that it was indeed her mom and not someone imitating her. You don't know if her body is okay, you don't know what she's been through, and you just hang up. And the mom was fine with it too. So I think that's the kind of personality you need to be the doctor's companion. So do I like her? Yes, as the doctor's companion. Would I like her as a friend? Probably no. That's fair. I wouldn't be her friend either. And there are some episodes, I believe, where she links up with her friends, but of course, only chaos follows. It's like the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel where all of these women just happen upon dead bodies all the time in their little towns in Minnesota or wherever it is they live. Or like Monk and Psych where They just happen upon dead bodies all the time. They're really good at their job and they're really good at finding who done it. But would I want to be friends with someone who seems to attract death and destruction? Hard pass. Yeah. After the second time, you're like, I sense a pattern forming. After the first time. The first time I'd be like, okay, that was very unfortunate. I'm going to be cautious. Based on Rose's reaction to the first time, I would have to write her off. Her reaction to everything. I'd be like, this girl is a hazard. Following her is just going to put you in danger. It's hazardous to your health. Fun question. Did you watch to the point where Karen Gillan was the companion? No, I haven't caught up to the 11th doctor yet. Okay, so you're a 9th and 10th doctor type of girl. Well, yes, until I catch up and then I'll be a 9th, 10th and 11th doctor type of woman and beyond. So you're committed to this series. I like it. Some of the stories are 
a little sad. I had to take a pretty intense break after that episode I described where David Tennant kept missing the love of his life because he's a Time Lord. And sometimes the episodes, surprisingly enough, get a little scary. But otherwise, I really like them. So how about we turn this into your final rating for Doctor Who on BBC One? I would watch again casually. I say casually because I'm watching it sequentially, but I'm taking my time with it. I'm not binging it. What about you, Beach? I would watch while doing laundry. I don't see myself getting invested in the mythology of Time Lords and Time Wars and Companions and TARDISes and Sonic Screwdrivers. But this episode was entertaining enough on its own. So I would have an episode playing in the background, see what the strange alien of the week is, and watch the doctor and his or her companion take care of the situation. And episode two of this series is really good of this season. Yeah, you were telling me that when we saw the preview, that we saw a lot of different aliens in that preview. It's a really cool episode. I think that's actually the one that sucked me in to keep watching versus Uh just going into the other room. When my partner watched. I can see you just glancing at the screen, just keep walking. Nope. Okay, Beach, where can other people find episodes of our show? You can check out our other reviews at thepilotpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. And you can send thoughts, feelings, episode suggestions, (laughs) questions, to ask the pilot podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.